Who dat, everybody? We welcome you here to the Who Dat Dish podcast, a podcast dedicated to all things New Orleans Saints. We're a part of Fanside, bringing you news, analysis, opinions, and the best of guests. As always, I'm your co-host, Tyler Raymond. We don't have the full trio tonight, but that's all right. We've got a few people to introduce, though. Uh, Charlie isn't here, but I am joined by my other amazing co-host, all the way over in Vancouver, Washington, Dayton Brown. Who dat to another Saints game week. Thank you guys so much for tuning in today. As always, I'm your host, Dayton Brown. Today, less than 48 hours before kickoff, we are here to preview and break down the matchup between our New Orleans Saints and the New York Giants. Always a fun matchup with these guys. Here to help us out is the fantastic co-host over at Locked On Giants, one of the top New York Giants podcasts. She also covers Giants football for The Athletic New York, InsideFootball.com, many other outlets. Please welcome the talented Patty Trainer. Pat, thanks so much for coming on the show. How are you feeling Appreciate after it. your team's first victory this past Sunday? Thanks for having me, guys. Uh, busy Anytime. week. He didn't have a chance to really enjoy it. You know, it's like it's, it's like in the locker room. You know, they celebrated that night, and and then the next day you're on to the next thing. So, but it was good to get that first win. You know, um, because it made for a little bit easier week. But tough challenge ahead for Big Blue. Gone yeah, in a New York absolutely. minute, you could say. Absolutely. Um, Tyler also lives over in New York, uh, so we got a little bit of a New York connection going on here. Uh, last night, we had a West Coast connection going on with St. Craft Radio. We want to thank them again for coming on. We want to thank you, Patty, for coming on. Tyler, how are you doing, man? Uh, Saints, again, won, and we got to talk, to, talk about it finally last night. Uh, how are you getting prepped up for this Sunday, the week before you go down to New Orleans to watch this team? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm pretty excited, you know, uh, that's coming up, but um, I'm pretty excited, too. Uh, it's funny, like, all the people that know me on Twitter for, like, uh, living in New York, they were all like, oh, yeah, you're going to go see this game? I'm like, mm. I live in central New York. This game isn't in central New York. There's a Jersey. pretty far distance, <laughs> so, but um, I'm excited, though. It's going to be a great matchup Sunday. So it, Yeah, it's, it's and it's always fun to play MetLife Stadium. Um it's always fun to play against the the New York Giants, um, Patricia. Before, or sorry, Patty. Before we get jumping into uh, everything, do you want to go ahead and plug away your uh, social media where people can find you? Sure, they can find me on Twitter at Patricia underscore Traina T R A I N A. Also, they can find the Locked On Giants podcast uh, Twitter account. It's Locked On uh, underscore Giants. So uh, we're there. On Instagram, you can find me at Patty Trina, and uh, on the web, at, like I said, uh, like you said earlier, I'm with the Athletic. I contribute to Forbes. Um, I'm on the Maven Giants NY Giants, uh, so I'm, I'm over on Big Blue View. So I'm 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 around. You're right. That's you're, awesome. You're everywhere. That's fantastic. Love it. Love it. Um, yeah, especially you New York Giants fans listening uh, who haven't been following Patty. Um, Definitely go follow her. Uh, great stuff. Um, but, yeah, again, thank you for coming on. Um, be sure to go to whodatdish.com as well, guys. Fantastic articles there. If you're not living there, you should be. Uh, I recently just dropped one um, titled Cornerbacks the Saints Should Target or Could Target. And uh, that's exactly the, the, the title. I mean, it's pretty self-explanatory. There's some free agent guys out there that the Saints could go after. I listed a couple of trades uh, one of them being Desmond King out of uh, the Los Angeles Chargers would be interesting. I don't think uh, we're going to be able to prime away from from L.A. at this point in the season. But uh, the Saints got to make a move to sure up that cornerback two spot. And we talked about that last night. But um, definitely there's a lot of possibilities out there. You can check that out. 
hoodatdish.com. You also follow myself on Twitter at Dana underscore Brown. You can follow Tyler at Raymond Tyler M and our podcast at the WDD podcast. So be sure to check that out. But let's get jumping into Saints at Giants week four preview. Saints and Giants are both looking for their second wins in a row. The Giants coming off their first against the Texans on the road uh, this past Sunday. The Saints also got a road victory in overtime over the Atlanta Falcons. So a lot of momentum coming into this game. Um, and I, I want to actually jump into that first, and I'll go to you, Patty. Um, both games were huge wins for the Giants, obviously, their first of the season. Uh, they beat, uh, you know, coming in, e- even though the Texans aren't living up to expectations, they are still a, a talented team, and they were able to um, go in there uh, to Energy Stadium and defeat the Texans for their first win. Um, and, you know, very impressive young guys on the team. And for the Saints, it was, you know, a big overtime win against a rival team. But, how big of a factor will momentum be this following Sunday? Giants have been somewhat sluggish to start the season on offense, but they were firecrackers uh, last Sunday. They really got it going. Uh, will we see more of that due to the momentum that's coming in this game? Obviously, we know about uh, some of the st- struggles on the Saints' defense. Uh, but uh, based off the win that you saw Sunday, how how, how big mentally uh, was it for the Giants to to now face these Saints? Very important because, you know, had they fallen to 0-3, um, I, I shudder to think what might have been in that locker room. But, you know, they got the win against a very good Texans team. They have some momentum. You know, they, it, they, they now know what it's like to win, what it takes to win. It's something they had to kind of find uh, find out for themselves, you know, and, and that necessitated, you know, buying into what the coaches were telling them, staying the course, you know, something that they did not do a lot of last year, which is why the season in part imploded. So this opportunity that they had, you know, with, with beating the Texans, I think has laid the foundation and given them some confidence and, and some momentum that they hope to take into this weekend's game against the Saints. And on the flip side, Tyler, as well, yeah. uh, for the Saints, uh, their, their momentum coming into this after this big rivalry game. For, for the Giants, Patty, you just you hit it right on the head about tasting victory for the first time, especially for, you know, uh, these young rookies on the team. Um, the Saints, uh, you know, got to experience that week two just barely, uh, and we were close to exper- oh, having to experience that just in week three. Um, so as a Saints fan, very fortunate and almost very relatable to the Giants situation. But Tyler, for, for the Saints specifically, their win over the Falcons, absolutely massive, especially for, um, mm-hmm. you know, how, how you know, I, I, I don't want to say poorly, but how chaotic the, the beginning to the season was for the team. How, how big of a win was that for the momentum coming into this uh, yet another road game, back-to-back road games? How, how big was that win for the Saints? Well, well I'm just going to say first, too, I think it's sort of funny, you know, like a it's two different teams in the NFC, you know, but they're both in really similar situations how, you know, they don't want to get, like, too overconfident, but at the same time, they need to, like, almost, like, breathe a bit, you know, they got, uh, they're getting wins, you know, they're hopefully moving up in the right direction, so I, I thought that was pretty interesting, but uh, momentum-wise, you know, they should be pretty happy right now, I mean, I wouldn't, like, start popping the champagne, they haven't won the Super Bowl, they're not exactly anywhere close right now to even making it to the Super Bowl this year. But um, I think I think there's going to be some momentum going forward. You know, I think, you know, being your division rival, a team that a lot of Saints fans do not like, you know, um, especially at their own stadium, uh, not in New Orleans, but in Atlanta, I think that's huge. But at the same time, though, uh, 
similarly people have said it before you alluded to it uh to patty that almost like you have to go with a grain of salt you know the 24-hour rule you got to win let's move on to next week though so absolutely and uh that's especially important because of the high-powered offenses both teams have momentum plays such a huge part in that and uh like i said to begin this podcast all of the meetings between these teams over the past uh six seven years have been absolutely exciting goes back to um uh, 2011 the saints or I, i guess you could even go back to 2009 when the saints won 48 to 27 against the giants and then uh two years later uh, in November, they won 49-24 to 24 at home. Uh, and then uh, a little over 12 months later, the Giants dropped 52 on the Saints, uh, and the Saints only put up 27. A huge win for them. And then the following uh, or I, uh, the following matchup, which was three years later, that was the 52-49 to 49 absolute shootout, one of the, the best games uh, most people have been able to watch live, especially from an offensive standpoint. Uh, 52 to 49 was the final score, and then uh, just a year later, uh, the Giants were able to beat the Saints 16 to 13 at home. So, uh, absolutely different uh, tone of the game right there. So, uh, Patty, what what are some of your, I, I guess, favorite memories uh, in recent history from the Saints Giants matchup? I, I Shane like. The game against the Saints, pretty much everybody on offense on both teams was able to get a share of the ball. Dwayne Harris, Shane Vereen for you guys, um, some some names that aren't on the team anymore, uh, but who were able to dazzle in that game. Uh, and the Saints, of course, had guys like, you know, Delvin Bro. So what are some of your, I guess, most recent favorite memories from, from this high-powered uh, matchup these guys have had? Well, you know, it's it's not a boring game when these two teams get together. I mean, it's the type of game where, you know, you just don't want to leave your seat. That That's first yeah. and foremost. Um, you know, some of my most fond, fondest memories, I think, are, are of the games that were played in the, the – well, actually, I think it's the Mercedes-Benz Dome. I think is that what they call it now? Yes, yes. Uh, I just remember, you know, the energy and the excitement and how loud it was. My goodness, it was so loud. I can remember having to stick mm. – um, you know, earplugs in my ears because it was so loud. I yeah. couldn't hear myself think. Um, but, but you know, the energy, uh, just watching Drew Brees carve up defenses. I mean, he is truly a master. I mean, just a fun quarterback to watch. And he just puts on a clinic. And, and uh, you know, that to me stands out probably uh, in, in, in all the matchups that I've covered, you know, between these two teams. It's, uh, you know, it's still magical, I guess, uh, for the Saints to experience this week in and week out. But um, hats off to also Eli Manning, the other quarterback. We appreciate the props to Drew Brees. Got to give some back to Eli, the two-time Super Bowl champion. He's He, he always usually impresses against the Saints especially. Um, and uh, he, he, he was a really good Sunday as well. So he, he he's he's right in a hot hand. Um, Tyler, how about um, uh, any anything stick out recently to you between this matchup? Obviously, that that huge game, fifty-two to forty-nine, uh, was mm-hmm. crazy. You got anything? Uh, uh, any any fond memories recently from these guys' matchups? I think just in general, I think it's always exciting. You know, I think when you have Eli Manning, you know, a future uh, Hall of Famer, Drew Brees, future Hall of Famer, going at it, it's always an interesting matchup. But just in general, uh, both quarterbacks, everything, you know, the offense, you know, um, most of the times they've played, uh, the defense hasn't really mattered, but um, it's just always been an explosive matchup, you know. And I think this year, too, the uh, the Giants offense has a lot of weapons that the Saints are going to need to be prepared for. Saquon Barkley, both in the running game, uh, the passing game, Sterling Shepard, Odell Beckham, it's going to be a really fun matchup. 
regardless of who wins next week or this Sunday. But uh, it always is, so it's a always lot, fun. A lot of talent to go around. I'm really excited too. So yeah, getting back into the specific game coming up this Sunday. Um, I, I want to get into the injury report because it is actually really important for for both of these teams uh, coming into you know the the quarter mark in the season. Um, so for the Saints, Marcus Davenport was limited today in practice, but he is expected to play right now. He's listed as questionable. Also, Patty, correct me if I get any of these Giants, uh, reports wrong. Uh, I'm pretty sure they're up to date. If anything has changed, let me know though. Um, Manti Teo was ruled out for the second week in a row. Um, so it looks like we're going to see more of Alex Anzalone for the Giants. Uh, linebacker Olivier Vernon, who hasn't played yet for, uh, the team, uh, is uh, ruled out again. Running back Jonathan Stewart has hit the IR, actually, so he won't play on Sunday either. And uh, wide receiver Cody Latimer, who had uh, a couple nice catches. He had, he, he had a good game last week as well, uh, out Sunday for the Giants. Um, and so I, 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 I'll start with you again, Patty. Injuries for the Giants obviously are uh, a little bit more significant than the Saints. Definitely a little bit of a longer list. Um, and I'll throw in the Saints also putting Patrick Robinson on IR, which we talked about last night. Um, but other than that, absolutely, um, the Saints have the advantage when it comes to health. So um, how important, you know, obviously are uh, the guys for the Giants who are going to have to be sitting out? Um, who's going to have to step up? And what's your overall thought after reading the injury report? Well, there's a couple of others I have to just throw in there. Yes, Cornerback please. Eli Apple. That's who right. Was, who, who was out. He, that, that's Dang. huge. That is huge. big. That's right. Yeah, that's very big. Eli Apple's been playing very well. And, you know, he practiced on a limited basis this week. Um, but, mm. you know, that groin is still not where he needs it to be. So he's going to be missing. On offense, tight end and Evan Ingram is going to miss the game. He's mm. got, uh, you know, the sprained MCL. So he's going to be sidelined for anywhere up to two to four weeks, maybe even longer, depending on the training. Uh, I'm sorry, the uh, treatment. Mm. So, mm-hmm. you know, some 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 significant uh, absences for the Giants, absolutely. But, uh, you know, on the defensive side, like I mentioned, you know, Apple is a big one. And this would have been a really good week to get Olivier Vernon back. But, you know, that ankle, that, that high ankle sprain that he has just isn't responding, um, you know, quick enough to where he's able to go out there just yet. So... Looks like it's going to be another week, and the Saints are going to catch a break. Oh yeah, yeah. well we we've, we've got a lot of breaks so far this season, and uh, <laughs> I, I guess yeah, you're right. They're going to keep keep coming. So uh, it's 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 unfortunate to see injury. So I would rather both teams be 100 percent healthy and go full strength. And but yeah, that that doesn't happen in the NFL, very physical league. So it's it's unfortunate to see these injuries happen. Um, and and yeah, we'll we'll have to see if the Saints are able to take advantage of that. Again, we've seen them not do that in the past when when uh, they definitely have the upper hand when it comes to health overall talent scheme um and i think uh, uh they slightly have upper hand uh and and a few of those categories especially health here so uh, really anything can happen with this team especially on the road but uh, we'll see tyler what are your thoughts after seeing this injury report obviously very light on the saints um but davenport mm-hmm. possibility could miss the game manti Teo was out do you think the Saints change that starting linebacker, Corey? Maybe they go Davis in the middle. Not sure. Uh, what are your thoughts after reading the injury report? <laughs> There's a lot to talk about, that's for sure. Um, Saints-wise, I guess I'll allude to it a bit. Um, hopefully, Devonport plays. I think uh, that would help him a ton. You know, obviously getting the experience and being so young, a rookie, and just you know helping the defensive line as a whole. Um, if he doesn't play, maybe you'll see more of Alex Okafor. That'd be my pr- prediction. Heck, maybe you'd even see um, 
Trey Hendrickson, a guy who's been um, actually sitting out, uh, who's been uh, not ruled out. I forget the exact term, but um, oh, who's been you know they he's haven't been starting. In. He's been inactive. Yeah, inactive. That's the word. But um, as far as the Giants go, I think you know I, if any week uh, would be the week to say it'd be this week. You know, the Saints, especially on defense, need to take advantage. Evan Ingram, you know, uh, a really like explosive uh, threat of a tight end. He's super young. He's super powerful dynamic you know the saints have actually been really uh it's really been a weakness for them you know uh last year it was really noticeable this year hasn't really gotten any better when it comes to tight ends you know covering them especially with our linebackers so i think it's just gonna be huge in general from all the different pieces that are out and hopefully players step up and hopefully still uh, becomes an interesting game you know uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, always hoping for an exciting game, especially between these two teams, like we've already talked about. Uh, so it's it's, it's going to be uh, definitely one to watch on Sunday. I, uh, b- before I move on, I do want to uh, talk about uh, what Charlie had to say about the game. Uh, he, he's not he's unfortunately not able to record with us, but he did message some couple quick notes he wanted us to uh, mention from him for the game. Uh, his keys to the game are Demario Davis versus Saquad. He said. <clears throat> Excuse me, obviously, Saquon Barkley. Um, and uh, oh, that matchup correct. is going to be really interesting, not only uh, in the passing game, obviously. It seems like uh, DeMario Davis is going to shadow Saquon Barkley. Um, it's also going to be interesting to see uh, what kind of stunts and uh, field gaps uh, DeMario Davis is going to have assigned to him uh, to try to uh, keep up with, with Barkley, who had a, a big game on Sunday. Um, he also said Lattimore versus OBJ, of course. Uh, we'll get more in-depth with that. Uh, that's going to be a, a great matchup, uh, as it has, as is, uh, we we haven't seen it yet, um, and it could remind us of uh, maybe some Marshawn Lattimore uh, key games last year. It could bring some uh, OBJ legendary moments like we've seen against the Saints a couple times, and against elite cornerbacks like uh, Josh Norman. Um, and uh, Charlie also said um, the last key to the game: Cam Jordan versus their uh, horrid right tight a uh, right tackle situation. Um, and, and sorry to say, call, call it horrid. Uh, but I, I, I don't know if you'd fully agree with the word horrid for that Patty, but, uh, uh, it is going to be very interesting to see how they're going to be able to keep up with, uh, Cam Jordan. Cause he seems really hungry to get some sacks, but I do want to talk about the Giants offense real quick. Um, Sterling Shepard had a really nice game last week, six catches, 80 yards for a touchdown. He's in the slot. Patrick Robinson, our nickel cornerback, who usually is manning that, out for the rest of the year, and we were already uh, pretty depleted for the cornerback. So um, what do you expect out of Shepard? OBJ had another big game last week, probably due for another one against the Saints secondary. Um, you know, what, what are you expecting uh, out of specifically those two guys? Obviously, Saquon um, is going to look to have a big game too. Uh, but Shepard, OBJ, um, is that offensive line going to be keeping up okay? Overall thoughts on this Giants offense heading into Sunday? Well, I think you hit it on the head. The the big matchup everybody's going to keep an eye on is Chad Wheeler versus mm-hmm. Cam Jordan. Um, you know, as, as we spoke about earlier, Wheeler went up against J.J. Watt of yeah. the Texans last week. Didn't do horribly. You know, he, he won, you know, quite a few battles, but those came more so in the run game than it did, you know, in, in pass protection. Yeah. So I think what we're going to probably see is we're going to see a lot of help on that side of the, uh, the the formation, whether it be a chip from a running back, whether it be a tight end helping there, Red Ellison. 
Um, they're they're not going to lead Chad Wheeler all by his lonesome, especially on sure passing downs against Cam Jordan. That would just be suicide for them. Um, right. As far as the receivers mm-hmm. go, as far as the receivers go, the Giants haven't really aired it out just yet. I mean, they've taken uh, calculated chances. I suspect, given the state of that Saints defensive secondary, we might see a few more. Um, you know, usually what the Giants try and do, they try and get the ball in the hands of, you know, Shepard or Beckham and just let them run however, you know, however many yards after the catch they can get. But I think, you know, we might see a few more deep shots from Eli this weekend. Oh, that would be fun, especially, well, I mean, we talked <laughs> about our defense. Uh, yeah, we, we, no, that's, that's, I was about to say, not with the uh, single high safety defense uh, Dennis Allen likes to implement there, uh, could get absolutely burned, so. Very interesting points there, Patty. I, uh, I'm a little bit worried about getting beat deep again because that Tampa Bay game replaying in my head. Antonio Callaway, burning Ken Crawley. Calvin oh, don't Ridley, remind the fans. Burning PJ Williams, man. <laughs> no, it's all just coming back, man. It's it, it's it's nightmarish. So I'm I'm not looking forward to that. I mean, You're giving me bad dreams. It's bound. To, it's Murphy's law. It's bound to happen, right? So uh, I'm I'm I, I get I'm just gonna dread it before time. Um, <laughs> on the flip side, though, Tyler, for the Saints offense. Uh, yeah. Like the Giants were last week, uh, Saints have been a well-oiled machine this past week. Obviously, a uh, better offensive line situation overall. Um, other than that, a lot of weapons like the Giants, Hall of Fame quarterback like the Giants, uh, prolific running back like the Giants. Um, this is the last week without Mark Ingram, so uh, it's only up from here. But for Sunday specifically, obviously you don't want it to happen, but will Drew Brees break the all-time passing yards record? He only needs 418. This is always a fireworks matchup with this with this uh, Giants team. Do you see that happening, and what else do you expect from this offense overall? It's funny you mentioned um, well-oiled machine. I think if you like, uh, if you get a magnifying glass, or I don't know, if, if you just take a, a piece of this puzzle away and just look at Alvin Kamara, Michael Thomas, and Drew Brees, Sure, that's a perfect machine. Mm. But if you look at everybody else, I just had to mention it. Benjamin Watson, he's decent, pretty mm-hmm. old, could be used more. Traquan Smith, who? Haven't really seen much of him. Cameron Meredith had one touchdown last week. That was awesome, but he only had one reception. Mm. So, yeah, I mean, like, I, I keep on saying it. I keep on alluding to it. The Saints need to open up their offense. So they, like, I can't tell everybody enough how much I love it when Drew Brees uh, they'll say it on the announcers will say it. Juvies is thrown to seven different targets, nine different targets. Like, it's incredible. As far as the offense goes, um, uh, 418 yards. So that's what he needs to break the record. Would I like to see him do it this week? No. I'm hoping he does it the next week when I'm in New Orleans. Please, Drew, wait for me. Um, will he do it? It depends. Uh, what Patty alluded to, if the Giants' offense really opens up, and just starts throwing bombs here, bombs there, touchdown here, touchdown there. I, the funny part is, the last time we played the Giants, it was so long ago, but I still remember how easy it was watching the highlights to see Odell Beckham get open, to see different Giants uh, playmakers uh, score points. So I'm praying it's on a shootout just for the fact that hopefully Jubilees doesn't break it this uh, this week, but could it happen? I think so. You've got two great offenses with a lot of weapons and a lot of playmakers. So, And Michael Thomas only needs three catches uh, to surpass the uh, Wes Welker current record for most receptions through four weeks in NFL history. 
Um, it put him at 41, breaking the record of 40 uh, set by Wes Walker uh, a few years ago. So shout out to Mike Thomas. He already has the record for, like like I mentioned, weeks two, week three. He has the Saints all-time record with 16 catches in week one. And he, he he's never had a game where he has less than three receptions in his entire career. So it's... Wow. I mean, I might have just jinxed it right there. I'll knock on some wood, but uh, <laughs> don't jinx. Things. We'll see. Announcers jink, right? No, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not nearly prolific enough to to, to jinx uh, anybody like that. So, um, before we get into score predictions, let's just go roundtable real quick. I will start with Patty uh, uh, again. Big, just just give me the biggest X factors. You can list one, two, three. Doesn't matter. Biggest X factors you see for this game. Uh, for for both teams, both sides of the ball, either or, how you see fit. Biggest X factors going in this game. What do the people need to watch for? Uh, go ahead, Patty. Oh wow! Um, I know. I'm sorry. It's crazy. Yeah. Is that a fact? On there's quite there's quite a bit. I know. Yeah, there is. Uh, let me see. Um, I'm gonna probably have to go to something that I wrote for the Athletic. So. Ooh. Uh, because I, I broke the scheme down, and uh, I'm going to probably pick something from that, if that's okay. This is amazing. Uh, oh, absolutely. Okay. So, I think the big thing for the Giants on defense is they have got to somehow bring the heat from every angle. You can't, mm. with threes, you just, you just can't pinch the sides and leave the middle lanes open. Because if he gets an opportunity to step up. Even if he's feeling the heat on the side, he will carve you alive. And I think they have to bring bring the, the heat, but not necessarily with five, six, seven rushers. They have to somehow get it done with four. And that's going to be tough, you know, not having Olivier Vernon. The Giants' pass rush has just been, you know, not as potent as what we saw in the, in, in the summertime. So mm-hmm. I think that's, that's uh, going to be key. But if I had to pick one true... Uh, concern, if you will, mm. it's it's the Giants linebackers, and I mm. say that because Breeze is most dangerous when he throws to the middle of the field. Yeah, he has. Um, I think it's, um, I, and I broke this down to to last. I think it was like last uh, season because I, you know, we had a little bigger sample size, but he completed seventy three point three percent of his passes oh. mm. to the middle of the field yeah. versus versus um, forty nine point two. When, uh, you know, he went outside, you know, that middle area. So I think the Giants, they have to clamp that down. You know, you can't have Kamara sneak out, leak out into the formation and and catch those underneath routes. They have to really be tight on that. And, um, you know, they have a pair of linebackers, the Giants, B.J. Goodson and uh, Alec Ogletree. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if I'm being totally right, former random, if I'm being totally honest, not the you know the top cover guys mm. that you, that you might you know, you know you want to see covering a, a Kamara they right. might draw, draw that assignment but you know they're, they're going to have to be really on their toes. Mm. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. From the offensive side, um, let me see. The I think you know we, we talk about running the ball. Obviously, um, what's interesting is the Saints' run defense. I think is sixth in the NFL. If I'm not ta- if I'm not mistaken. No, you're it's, correct. Yeah, it's they're, they're, they're doing but, pretty good there. Yeah. But has have they faced a running back like a Saquon Barkley? No. I don't think they have. I think last week 
wasn't Devontae Freeman, wasn't he uh, injured he was for part of the Te- game? Tevin Coleman, yeah. Yeah, we were, yeah. we were, yeah, we were able to contain him. But yeah, yeah, exactly. Their starter was out. Yeah, so I, I, I think, you know, and, and I'm not trying to take away from, from the Saints. No, yeah, no, I agree. You're fine. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, I, I don't think they've had a test like they, they are going to potentially see in Saquon Barkley. So I think that's going to be an X factor as well to keep an eye on. Yeah, not even, yeah, Carlos Hyde, Peyton Barber were the other two running backs that, that not even close, even, even though they're veterans. Well, Peyton Barber not so much, but Carlos Hyde, I'd say one Barkley, definitely better overall talent. So first test for the Saints. Luckily, up front defensive line were healthy for the most part, other than Trey Hendrickson. It looks like he's just being a healthy scratch, seems like. But we got Okafor. Yeah. Uh, Davenport is questionable. That's the only thing, but it sounds like he's going to play. Sounds like we're healthy up front. Um, and Taylor Stallworth has been stepping up. Shout out to him. He's your guy as well, Tyler. You you, you called it. You were really like impressed him with him preseason, and he has been stepping up a lot. And Sheldon Reckon's doing his thing as well. So I do think uh, how our front four uh, plays is important. Same with our linebackers. Continue to step that up. So overall, obviously the front seven, uh, uh, still you got to keep an eye on that because of the um, talent from Saquon Barkley and the, the way – um, Pat Shermer is able to run this uh, offense, obviously, coming from the um, Minnesota Vikings. And mm-hmm. um, very, very, very good offensive mind. Um, and he's going to implement a lot of things against the Saints, this defense that was you can, can look confused a lot of the times. Um, maybe, you know, do, do the same exact thing that maybe happened last week uh, when we were getting burnt so many times. Uh, we'll see. But that obviously lies in the secondary, so I'm looking for that matchup between Lattimore and and obj and who's gonna cover sterling shepherd not sure at this point probably gonna end up being pj williams starting ken crawley at the two pj williams uh oh lord help it us up. i know i know man i know they, there's so many funny memes too from from like pj williams like somebody posted that that uh a video of that that guy running up and just uh like drop kicking his tv and shattering it and the i caption, saw that the caption was when the team uh puts in pj williams over ken crawley that 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 was that they was put me. somebody it's in frustrating, but um, answer at all. Offensively, Alvin Kamara. Um, also shout. Out to, oh, well, no, I'm uh, yeah, no, no, I'm mentioning it right now because we're not doing reasons why we love the Saints this episode. Um, I'm mentioning it right now. Alvin Kamara finally in Madden 19 got the uh, tape on his arms, so shout out to that Very happy. finally being done. Um, it got approved by Madden. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm looking for a big game from Alvin Kamara again, matching up against these linebackers. Um, I, I, I think that he'll have a big game. Um, but the, again, the Giants do still have uh, some def- uh, talent on defense, even with Eli Apple out. So um, I, I, I do think there is a possibility that um, if they get a little bit of pressure on Breeze, depending on the overall performance of our offensive line, this could be the game where Breeze finally has throws an interception. I think that this knock could be the wood. game. He's kind of ba- he well, he's kind of bound for that. I'll knock on wood, but he's kind of bound for that. It usually happens. Uh, I know Will uh, uh, Charlie's buddy tweeted that he's due for a three interception game. Um, no, and no. I mean, uh, who, who knows? Um, but yeah, I, I do think he's probably due for an interception and the giants offense is, is fairly, or excuse me, defense and offense, but defense, uh, um, uh, might, might be able to disrupt breeze just a little bit. Uh, but Tyler, yeah, yeah. What are your uh, overall X factors for the game? Um, defense gotta go with a uh, creating turnovers. It's funny because the saints keep on posing, you know, and, uh, all these other teams are posing, but the only difference between the other teams and the Saints, they're not getting turnovers. You know, um, I think Sean Payne alluded to it. Uh, I think sometime this week during a press conference, they have to be better at creating turnover turnovers, especially fumbles. 
you know, because we've got a decent defensive line there. You know, it seems like whenever we create fumbles, we never seem to pick them up. You know, uh, I don't know if, like, we're running on the backs of turtles or what, because, like, we're not quick enough. We're not good enough to, like, recover them. It's weird. But um, in the secondary, too, heck, you know, um, you know, just because the rest of our secondary isn't exactly doing great doesn't mean we can't expect a lot from Lattimore, maybe? I don't know. But um, turnovers would be definitely really nice. Anytime you can put the ball in your offense, uh, with your offense, with Jubilees, I'm happy for that. And for the offense, I said it earlier, I'll say it again, uh, the X factor here is going to be any receiver or any weapon that isn't named Michael Thomas and mm. Alvin Kamara. Sure, they're great, yes. but teams are going to find somehow some way to adjust to Alvin Kamara. Mm. You're going to find teams that double cover both of them. You, you just got to find the open guys. Heck, if that's Traquan Smith, that's Tegan Jr., we just mentioned him, Cameron Meredith, all those guys, just somebody, you know, because yeah. it can only go on for so long, just the them so austin Carr will get a touchdown that's my bold prediction i think austin Carr will <laughs> yeah, get a touchdown cool. on sunday he had a really nice catch last game he was targeted for a touchdown which i really wish he would have held on to that ball against that was cleveland know, right? right um i really wish he would have held on to that ball that would have been yeah. fantastic but i think he, yeah I, i'm calling it right here bold prediction austin Carr is going to get a touchdown he he's probably just going to get zero zero targets yeah, if uh, maybe I, I jinx every prediction <laughs> and i've been wrong this entire season for the most part uh, other than last week last week finally got it wrong and i know patty You've been having struggles with predicting um, recently. I was listening to the last podcast, um, and I guess just everybody over at uh, the site you did the prediction for was was having a bad time, Ed Valentine uh, over there. But um, we're still going to go into score predictions for this game. Um, I'll, I'll list Charlie's first. He says the Saints will win 27-13. Defense comes to life, and the offense performs well on the road. Okay. Um, uh, agreed with you, Charlie. Uh, however, I think it'll be a little bit more high scoring. I have the Saints winning 31 to 26. Uh, I think it's going to be another. Se- this is more of a semi shootout, not as extreme as 20, uh, 2015, and definitely not as uh, low scoring as 2016. Uh, I think it's going to be you know right in the middle there. 31 uh, 26. I think the Saints will win, uh, but they'll have to earn it for sure. Patty, score prediction. Well, <laughs> now you know why I hate doing predictions because yeah, I mean I never get tough. them right. I, oh, I, I've got to be like the worst person to do it. I'm I think the Giants. I think the Giants, I'm going to get, give them the advantage here because they have the home field mm. and also because the Saints, you know, when you're when they're outside the Dome, I, I don't know that they're quite the same team. So I'm going to say the Giants are going to win. They're going to crack 30 points for the first time since the last game of the Tom Coughlin era. Mm. And I'm going to go Giants 33-28. Oh, Ooh, wow. That's that, would be, that would be a f- huge win. For the Giants, that would be. Fa- I mean, I wouldn't even be salty if that, if that ends up happening. I cry. That would be, that yeah, but at, at least you would. I mean, get to see maybe the redemption game next Monday. Then Tyler, you know, that could be. <laughs> yeah, right. right uh, but Score prediction though for me, but them above five hundred. If we want to make yes, the playoffs, you know, please. the Saints need to actually perform. Please. But um, for me, I'm gonna say I, I think it's a, a semi shootout too. I, I have the Saints winning thirty five twenty seven. I think uh, I, I think Odell Beckham probably gets a touchdown. Stoning Shepard a couple. I, I, I'm just I'm I'm having nightmares right now before the game even happens that Sterling Shepard's going to have a game, just like um, Calvin Ridley last week. So I'm praying okay. that doesn't happen. Yeah, you know, but yeah. um, uh, you know, we talked about the Giants a bit, uh, Patty. You know, uh, for this week, you know how we expect them to perform. Uh, you know, for this upcoming Sunday, but let's talk about them, uh, uh if you will, you know, for 
for a season outlook, uh, for a better choice of words. You know, how they are expected to perform for the entire season. You know, because unfortunately, although it may only be one week, there are several other weeks that we have to go off of. So, um, you know, the, the Giants, just like the Saints, it's actually pretty crazy. They were both in really tough NFC divisions, the Saints, the South. The Giants, you know, they've got... Uh, they've got the defending Super Bowl champions, the Eagles. They've got a red-hot Redskins team right now. I'm really nervous to see them play next week. But um, you've got Dallas, who at times is looking eh, but uh, they could still be in there. But how do you see them finishing as a whole for the season? How do you see them ranking against the rest of the NFC East this year? How do you see them performing for not only the Saints, you know, just as a whole right now, though? Well, I tend to be conservative with my my predictions. I mean, you know, obviously I can sit here and and tell people what they want to hear, but I'm going to be conservative. I'm going to say they're going to go three and three in the division. I think they'll split the division in half. um, Not too bad. Yeah, I think they they can do it. Um, As far as for the season, uh, initially I would have had them at 10 wins, but – you know, the injuries are really concerning me. So I'm going to, you know, drop that a little bit. And I'm going to say if they can get to 8-8, eight and eight, I mm-hmm. would consider that a moral victory, especially considering how last year went. You know, this is a team, they're built to win now, which is why they, they stuck with uh, Eli Manning. They want to win now. But yeah. I don't know that they have everything they need in order to do that. Now, will they have everything they need by next year? I think, you know, it's, there's a better possibility. I think next year you'll see, a, you know, maybe another right tackle in there. Those, you know, shore up the rest of that offensive line. Um, you know, maybe make some, trim some of the dead weight that they have. Um, but this year, I, I think most Giants fans, if you said to them, you know, would you take 8-8, eight and eight, especially after a 3-13 and 13 season? I think they would take it. Although mm-hmm. there's probably some out there that that wouldn't mind another three and thirteen season because it would mean you know getting another high draft pick, but I, I personally don't want to go there. Yeah, and uh, it's funny, Dave. And you know, um, I think going into this year, uh, you know, with all the Giants weapon, uh, with all the weapons the Giants have, you know, uh, we both really predicted them. You know, at, at least I did. Uh, I'll ask you in a second, but uh, we, I predicted them at least uh, to be, you know, like. In the mix, you know, for the NFC this year, you know, with Eli Manning, a great quarterback, O.L. Beckham, Saquon Barkley. I thought, honestly, that this year, like, if it could be any year, it would be this year. You know, you get an explosive running back with a really good wide receiver, you know. But what would you think going into the season for the Giants, Dayton? Um, no, yeah, yeah. I was. Uh, I even said before the season kicked off uh, for our last, I think it was actually the episode with, was it the episode with Nick Underhill? It, it was either that episode or the episode Maybe. right after. Um, I mentioned that the Saints, um, the the game I was worrying most about them was this matchup against the Giants early on in the season because oh it, I remember that the the Saints yeah. could get caught and I and it was this was a classic uh, a trap game for the Saints you know on the road after a tough uh, right and I I I knew that it's always a tough game against the Falcons back to back road games after a tough whether or not it was a win or a lose I was I was leaning towards a, a loss for the Saints I thought that was going to be a loss so I was thinking they were going to be coming off a loss I still think this is going to be a tough matchup because uh, the other reason I thought the Saints were or this was a trap game for the Saints um, high powered offense from the Giants really good running game uh, from Saquon Barkley who can also catch balls out of the backfield efficiently and uh, at an at, uh, elite level already at his young uh, age 
that's going to be worrisome for the Saints. How they're going to be able to cover that, and also worry about Odell Beckham Jr. Um, and and luckily for for the Saints defense, they're not going to get too embarrassed because Evan Ingram is out. Because I know that he would have some moss catches over whoever they were going to put on him. Because he, he yeah. he's a good talent, and the Saints uh, against tight ends in the red zones uh, can tend to be you know mossed every so often. We, we've seen it before, but um yeah. So no, yeah, I yeah, absolutely coming into the season. I uh, thought the Giants. I, I I really wasn't. I figured that they would finish somewhere second or third in the NFC East, even though it's pretty tough. I didn't think Washington was going to be as good as they are now. I knew I know, Philly. Right? I thought Me Philly too. was going to be a little bit better. So um, I thought Giants were going to be around in that two or three area in the NFC East. Um, but I, I mean, I mean, they definitely still have that possibility. Uh, and maybe I don't know. The NFC East is pretty tough, though, for sure. Just like the South, but yeah, um, yeah overall, I think uh, uh, I definitely like what I see out of Saquon. So that that that's matched my expectations. OBJ is always impressive. So yeah, yeah, the Giants are a really scary team. You know, I, I think it's unfortunate in the NFL. A lot of teams don't get the credit that they deserve. You know, but uh, I, I'm worried. I think it's going to be crazy offensively uh, this Sunday, though. Patty, you know, you mentioned eight and eight. And I'm really curious to know, do you see any surprises going down the schedule? Do you see any games where you think perhaps where uh, maybe initially uh, you thought it could be a loss? Uh, heck, even with the injuries, maybe now you've changed your mind? Or what do you see as the easiest and the hardest games uh, coming forward for the Giants as this uh, schedule progresses? Oh, gosh. Um, see, I, I tend to, I tend to t- you guys are really, you know, testing me out today. I tend to take it one week at a time because obviously you don't know what, what elements you're going to have to deal with. You know, what are the in- what's the injury situation going to look like? What's the weather going to look like? But uh, sure. I'm looking at the schedule now. Um, I, th- I know Tampa Bay is doing pretty well, uh, but I think the Giants can take them up, take them. Um, I, I, the one game I guess I'm I'm concerned about a little bit is the San Francisco San Francisco game. Mm-hmm. That's a Monday night game. The Giants, for whatever reason, just don't do well in prime time. They, mm-hmm. you know, it's it, and especially when you have a road game, and it's and and that's going to be um, an eight fifteen start, you know, Eastern mm-hmm. time, you know. So just getting mm-hmm. them ready for that West Coast time, I, I just. I mean, unless Pat Shermer's planning to get them out there a little bit earlier so they can acclimate, that would be a game that would concern me. Um, Watch out for C.J. Beathard. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> They'll have that, a definitely easier time you know now what? that Grapple was there. I'm even gonna. I'm gonna say that you know, you know, because earlier I said I think they would go three and three in the division. I think they're gonna take Philly on one of the games. Mm. I'm not sure which Ooh. one. That'd be a fun but game. I Almost see, happened last I year. See, yeah, exactly. So I, I think I can I, I can see them taking on Philly and, and and beating them and you know just getting Dallas at home I, I think they'll they'll pop them and uh, I'd love to see them sweep Washington I don't know mm-hmm. that they will but uh, definitely want to see uh, you know I'd like to at least see a split there so yeah are you more absolutely. satisfied watching them beat the Cowboys Eagles or Redskins I'm Eagles y- you know what it. it it doesn't matter to me. I mean, <laughs> it's like I, t- I tell people. Them. It's like I tell people. I get a paycheck whether they win or lose. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> well, there so, you go. So I, I not not to sound you know. No, living the dream. No, right? that's fine. Yeah. It's it's just that you know when you when you've been doing it as long as I have, it's yeah. like the fan. You know, you're a fan of the game, and mm-hmm. and yes, you, you know, you root for 
for some of the players, you know, as people, but you, you don't, you yeah, know, I, yeah. I don't get into it as much as some of the fans do as far right. as rooting interest goes. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. You know, when I'm, uh, this is the last question we're going to ask you with, but, um, you know, it's funny, you know, it's just a, it's such a, uh, uh, important topic. You know, we keep on mentioning the offense, you know, when obviously the giants, they've got staples on this offense right now. They have Odell Beckham, uh, a top five wide receiver. We have, you guys have, uh, just so many different pieces, but, uh, besides Odell Beckham, besides Saquon Barkley, who do you see right now for all the fans at home listening, you know, for Saints fans maybe to be worried down the future because the Giants still, you know, will get their their feet going and they will, you know, rise to the NFC once again. Just in general, who do you see for young players on the offense that you expect to really make a name for themselves as years progress for the Giants? Oh, without question, I got to go with Wayne Gallman. Mm-hmm. Running back. I mean, I, I've been saying this since the summer. I think I've said it since last year. I love how this kid runs, and he doesn't get as many opportunities because of Saquon, and and that's you know that's fine. That's to be expected. But if he ever has to spell Saquon for any you know length of time, or even if it's just for a series here and there, I mean, this is a kid who can make something out of nothing. I just absolutely love mm-hmm. how he runs. And he's gotten bigger and more muscular up top to take on that pounding that that you would expect in between the tackles. So he's a guy that just really, really excites me. On defense, a kid that I – well, actually, there's two kids I like on on defense. The first is Lorenzo Carter. Love this young man. I mean, he's the type of kid where, you know, he starts off a little slow, but once he gets going, boy, is he – he breathtaking still needs to learn how to play the run a little bit better, but I can, you know, ultimately see him taking over for Olivier Vernon at some point. If the giants decide that Vernon's contract is too much to carry, just absolutely love Lorenzo Carter. The other guy I like on defense is BJ Hill. No, very quiet kid, but I, I see him, you know, and I, I, I hope Damon Harrison isn't listening here, but <laughs> I call him a baby snacks because uh, he, reminds me, he reminds me a lot of Damon Harrison, just in, in, in his workmanlike attitude, you know, how he approaches the game, how he's modest, you know, all the good things that Damon Harrison brings to the table. B.J. Hill reminds me of a young Damon Harrison. Um, you know, the skill level is not quite there yet, you know, because he is a rookie. But I really, really like the, the you know, the direction he's trending in. And I think he's going to be a heck of a player down the line. Both guys. Well, that's awesome. Third round picks uh, this past draft. Lorenzo Carter out of uh, Georgia. B.J. Hill out of NC State. Very, very impressive guys. And you guys were able to snag them, I think, three picks apart. I think uh, Carter went, one of them went 66, the other went 69th overall. Uh, right in that area. I'm pretty sure I have the numbers right. But, um, yeah, super, super talented guys. Um, I remember them being on a lot of draft boards. I was looking around for uh, poss- possibly a linebacker the Saints could have taken with their third-round pick. But uh, Carter was uh, definitely swooped up before then, um, and as was B.J. Hill. But um, a lot of positives to look forward to for the Giants' future. Same with the Saints. So a lot of parallels coming in this game. Uh, that's all the time we have for tonight, though. Patty, thank you. Thank you so much for coming on the show. We really appreciate it. Um, if you want to go ahead, uh, again, just plug your social media real quick. Tell the people where they can find you again. Um, and uh, tell them what you got going on for the most part. 
Sure. You, my social media accounts, you can find me on Twitter at Patricia underscore Traina, T-R-A-I-N-A. And I'm a very active tweeter. So if you usually if you send me a, a question or something, chances are you'll get a response back. I do believe in that. Uh, you can also find the Locked On Giants podcast Twitter. Uh, that would be Locked On underscore uh, Giants. You can find my work on The Athletic New York. You can find it at Forbes, where I'm a contributor covering the Giants. I'm on uh, the Maven.net slash NY Giants. So I run that site, contribute to Big Blue View over at SB Nation, and uh, just just all over the place. So, you know, keep an eye on my that's Twitter awesome. account. That's, that's really the best way to keep track of where I'm publishing articles or appearing and whatnot. Fantastic that's, stuff. Yeah, that that is fantastic. I actually just followed you on Twitter. I looked you up as you were saying it. But um, uh, uh, man, it's been a great episode. You know, uh, we always have great episodes with great guests. You know, I, I love football. Uh, you know, I was telling you guys a uh, earlier day in a uh, office show. I, I just love football. I love people coming together of different parts of the United States, all over the world. You know, it, it's awesome. But um, thanks so much, guys, for tuning into this episode of the Who That This podcast. Um. As far as we, where you can find our social media, make sure first to uh, check out our official Who Dat Dish podcast account at the WDD Podcast on Twitter. Make sure to check out, although he wasn't on tonight, he's usually here every other time, uh, St. Charlie, Charlie Pollock on Twitter. Uh, make sure to check out um, a great co-host on the other side of the mic, all the way in Vancouver, Washington, uh, at Dayton underscore Brown underscore. And you can follow myself at Raymond Tyler M., Make sure to check out uh, iTunes and Spreaker. That's where you can find our podcast episodes. Just search Who That Dish podcast. Make sure to check out whodatdish.com. As you know, it says, if you're not living there, you should be for amazing uh, articles and everything you can find there regarding the Saints. So, yeah. Awesome. Uh, yeah, again, thanks to Patty. Thanks to, again, St. Craft Radio, uh, Rick and Toots for coming on the show last night as well. Shout out to you guys. We'll have them on the show. Uh, later on in the near future um and thank you guys so much for tuning in uh be sure to subscribe and rate us on itunes uh and follow us on twitter at the wdd podcast stay up to date with everything we'll have a poll out there later uh getting your thoughts on the score prediction so look out for that as well um but uh again as always i'm dayton brown for tyler raymond and have a good uh, night charlie pollock uh yeah uh, we'll talk to you guys very soon and as always good good day. Day.